Hey there, my name is Missy Mo, and I'm the host of the Reignite Your Light podcast. I'm a mindset, transformation, health, and business coach that loves to empower women to become the best version of themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You can find me most days inspiring my tribe on the gram and making quick and healthy dishes for my hubby and I. But each week, I will be popping into your ears to teach you how you can live life on life's terms and press on through your life's greatest struggles. Today's show is all about why am I having this issue? And I want to talk about this because I think it's so important that we understand that we need to stop asking the question, why me? and ask the question, why not me? Because I know for me, whenever I flipped that switch and started asking that question during some of the hardest times of our life, my life, and then later on when my husband and I got married, it really changed my life. So I want to share it with you because I think that We all sometimes think like, why me? Why me? Well, why not you? Because the thing is, is that there's usually something very, very mindful that needs to happen inside of ourselves that needs to change whenever we're going through these hard struggles because life happens and we can either decide to grow from it or we can decide to shrink from it and die from it. And if you're like me and you're listening to this podcast, then you're here to get some help and you're here to like learn something. And so I want to teach you what it is, how to look for that silver lining whenever you're in the midst of the storm, right? Whenever the storm is so dark, you know, there is a silver lining that is happening in your life. And You may not know the answer right away, but if you stay consistent in seeking that silver lining, that answer, and you ask for help in seeing it, maybe it's that your family's going to get closer. Maybe it's that you're going to, you know, decide that gratitude for the little things is so like up in your face that you realize that you know, if all you have is one pair of clothes or three pairs of clothes, um, a couple of pairs of tennis shoes, and that's it, then that is something to be grateful for. And so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that you need to reset and, and ask yourself, what's really important here? My health is important. My family is important. Do I have those things? Do I have those two things? And whenever you can answer the question yes to those two things, then you really have everything because everything else is replaceable. Everything else in the storm is something that, remember, the storm's not going to stay there every single day. You're not going to have a storm every single day. There's going to be a There's going to be a time of sunshine. It's coming. It's just maybe not coming right now. And so I want you to know that you have to look for those moments of sunshine, okay? And that may be what your struggle is teaching you right now. I know for me, that's what it that's what it did. I had to learn um, from an early age how to deal 
with struggles and how to rise above them and how to persevere over them and to just become the most resilient person that I could be because I was not willing to like lay down and let things happen to me. I wanted to make a change. I wanted, I knew that there was a better life. I knew that God had me, had called me to live a better life and that I would be safe and that I would be protected. So even though I may have been, you know, molested at the age of like four years old from a cousin, you know, even though I may have been bullied in first grade, at a new school that we had moved to a new city and I didn't have any friends other than like one little friend, you know, and even though I, you know, didn't make the, you know, the varsity cheerleading team while I was in high school, even though I, you know, quit basketball whenever I was a freshman because I didn't like the coach, all of those things that happened to me during that has helped me become the person that I am today. It's helped me know that I am so much stronger than I ever realized and that I can do pretty much anything that I set my mind to, okay? And I want you to know that you can do that too. So I want you to look back in your past and I want you to look at everything that you've been through as a child you know, it may not be as severe as some of my things, but it may be more severe than my things. And I want you to think about how you have risen above those things and how you have been able to learn to be the person that you are today, the strong woman that you are today. I want you to embrace that and I want you to remember that and I want you to hone in to that strength and that power and to feel it and to just know that you can do anything. You can get through this storm. This storm is not lasting forever. It's just for a little while right now and there's moments in this storm that you're going to see the silver lining in the clouds and the sun is going to start to peek out and you are going to have so much clarity as like, oh my gosh, I'm learning this. Like I learned to set boundaries whenever I first, you know, after my first marriage failed. I was a doormat in my first marriage. And the blessing that I got from that first marriage is my beautiful daughter who's 29 years old, you know, and she's amazing. She's an amazing mom. You know, we left that, you know, situation um, because I did not want her to be raised seeing her mom emotionally and physically abused by her dad. And I did not want that for her. And I chose to move back in with my mom and dad and go, you know, get accepted into nursing school. And, you know, then after three years, I guess, um, met Chris, you know, met up with Chris again. And then we, you know, fell in love and were married shortly thereafter, right after I graduated nursing school. And I landed what I thought was going to be the perfect job. I wanted to do labor and delivery nursing so bad. And I was just reminding, reminded of this as I was going through my notes, as I was wanting to talk to you about this. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, it's the best job. 500 applicants. They picked me and 20 other people 
people. I did it, you know, kept coming from Louisiana to Dallas, you know, Dallas, Texas, and just like at this amazing hospital, like level five trauma, you know, just all the things, right? Little did I know that whenever I got in there, guess what I was faced with? I was faced with some major, some major things. Like, and the one thing that really, you know, got me were the elective abortions that happened and that I was having to participate in. Or if a baby was born and they were less than 500 grams, then they basically, you, they just let them die on the table. And that was like heart-wrenching for me. I can still visualize it. I can still see it in my head. And I would have nightmares about this. And I came home and I was in this perfect job. So I thought, talked to Chris about it. And, you know, I had to like pivot. I had to change jobs. I could not, I couldn't be a part of that. And I couldn't, you know, just understand that part of elective abortions. Um, or basically if the baby wasn't over 500 grams, then they weren't going to try to rescue it and uh, try to save it. So I chose to get out of that. And so what I thought was going to be the perfect job was not the perfect job. That was my first nursing job. You know, walking out of nursing school, top of the world, think, you know, landed this great job. And so I learned in that job that I could choose a different way and a different path. And I had to do that. I had to choose that. So I decided, you know, next thing, I want to be a school nurse. And so I went and I got that job. And so I just want you to know that there's always a th always something that we can learn. So I learned that even in this big city of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, I mean, Dallas, Texas, coming from small town, Ville Platte, Louisiana, that I could survive and not only survive, but I could thrive. And so I climbed that ladder. Um, you know, I did school nursing, I did agency nursing, and then, you know, I went into, um, I stayed, I stayed home with Logan for like five years after I got pregnant for him, I stayed home and was able to, you know, enjoy raising him until he was five at home, being a stay-at-home mom. And that was so much fun. But the whole time that I was doing that, I was like, I got to go back to work. I got to go back to work. I did not go to school and earn this degree just to be a stay-at-home mom. I have to go back to work. Well, I went back to work. <laughs> and and therefore, I've, shortly thereafter, I found myself in a director of nursing position. And it was one of the best jobs and the hardest jobs ever that I had. But I learned so much. I learned so much. I learned that I was capable of leading a team. I learned that I was capable of inspiring other women in the nursing field to to want more and to know that they could do more and that they could believe, if they believed in themselves and they could take themselves to the next level. And I helped many women during that time, you know, overcome some, you know, some of their own struggles that they had. And I learned that, you know, what I had to say and what I did made an impact. And that was one of the best feelings in the whole wide world. And so I know that through all of these little storms, all of these going, having to go back to work and going back to work and finding these different jobs that may have not been the easiest jobs in the world, there were gifts in those easy jobs. During that time, 
you know, we are right before that time, whenever I went back to work, I, you know, we had a financial crisis and, you know, having to file personal bankruptcy. I mean, this was the hardest thing that Chris and I had ever done, had ever experienced. And, you know, we made it through. And I remember seeing all of the, you know, all of the marriages start to fail. And it was all like after the, you know, internet bubble burst in 2000, 2002. Yeah. So 2001, 2002, anyway, during that time, 2000, something like that. Anyway, it was just a hard time. And, and I remember seeing all these, these, these families, like, you know, divorce was happening and, you know, people were not communicating and things were happening. And Chris and I, that was the one thing that we had was we never allowed the financial issues to, to get in the way. Like we always made it work no matter what. And I'm so grateful for our relationship. And so in that storm, we became strong. So in that financial crisis, we can look back now and see how we persevered and how we rose above and how, you know, family was the most important thing. And that's all that mattered. And so it's just another example of going through the hard and coming out on the other side. You know, another example is that, you know, just knowing, you know, I was in one of the hardest jobs and we moved back to Louisiana. I had gotten a great director of nursing position. Um, nice title, right? Okay, another one. And I was like, oh yeah. And everybody would, you know, everybody loves the title, right? Except for me, because I was like, oh my gosh, this is the hardest job in the whole wide world. What am I doing here? What am I doing here? And I had a beautiful guardian angel there working with me, my assistant director of nursing, and her name is Phyllis Robinson. And if she's listening to this, I just want to say I love you, girl. But she really and truly, God spoke through her so many times to help me get through that job and, and learn so much and persevere through the horde and um, just learn to know that that was just a stepping stone for my life. That was just a stepping stone that God was not, that was not going to be my resting ground and I was not going to just stay there. Right. And the name of the facility was called Rest Haven. And that was kind of funny. We'd always laughed about that, laugh about it whenever she would say it. She was like, this is just a stepping stone. And so I want you to know that whatever you're going through, think of it as a stepping stone to what you are coming to. Okay. You are coming to something amazing, something great. I'm not sure what it is for you, but I want you to know what that stepping stone had for me, that digging deep and digging my heels in and doing that job was the thing that had me seek out coaching and find coaching or maybe maybe coaching found me and it all started with health and fitness but now I'm able to you know inspire others to just you know go all in on themselves on their businesses on their life and just know that anything is possible that job helped you know help me in so many ways 
become the person that I am today. It helped me learn how to deal with so many different people at so many in so many different seasons of their lives, from the nurses that I dealt with, from to the aides that I dealt with, to the family members, to the elderly patients, and the family members who were also aging and having to take care of their parents now, who at one time had been independent and taking care of them. And so there were so many dynamics that I learned during that time that was so hard and I was white knuckling it but I always had hope I always had hope that things were going to change my grandmother always told me and always taught me Missy you know things are never going to stay the same there's always going to be change so whether it's good or whether it's bad remember that it's not always going to stay like this it's you're going to have the good and you're going to have the bad and so I'm so blessed that right now I'm in a season of good I'm in a season that I can share this with you and that you can know that whatever you are going through, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, okay? The tunnel might be dark. It may feel like it's closing in on you, but I want you to know that there's a little beam of light and I want you to look for it. And you may not be able to see it now because it's everything's so tight around you, but you can look for it. Open your eyes and look because it is there. It is there for you to see it, all right? And that's what it really, really, really what I want for you. I want you to see that everything that you have gone through is giving you the superpowers that you need to get to the end of that tunnel. That light, that light that is calling you, that is that you're seeing, it's it's happening right now. And I want you to look for it and I want you to know that it's going to get bigger and bigger as you move through the tunnel, okay? So keep moving, keep pressing on, keep going because guess what? That tunnel is getting shorter. It's the end is near and you need to know that and you need to believe that. And so I want you just to know that that's the best thing that that has happened is that I am now through that tunnel because <laughs> that light was far, far, far away. <laughs> but I got it. I made it through. I made it through and I'm here to share with you that you can make it through the tunnel too. And so I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Reignite Your Light podcast. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I want to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at Missy Mo and send me a direct message with your favorite part. I can't wait to be friends and hear from you. Oh, and one more thing, make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop weekly. Until next time, have an awesome week and remember to go out there and live your life to the fullest. Love yourself completely and shine your beautiful light for the world to see just how amazing you truly are. Until next time, see you later.